Cast Down by Jenny Van Winkle. I flip on the bathroom light. Everything looks fine if I just stand here in the doorway, but a closer look tells a different story. A faint brown ring encircles the bathtub. Flecks of toothpaste cover the sink faucet. Streaks of soap smear the burgundy tile countertop, and there is a funky smell coming from the toilet. I enter with a bucket full of cleaning supplies in one hand, a mop in the other, and cloths and sponges stacked in both pockets of my trusty yellow apron. I'm here to tackle the grime of everyday living. I twist the dial next to the light switch and the overhead fan whirs above me. Experience tells me to take on the toilet first because the cleanser will need time to do its work. I spray pine and vinegar scented bubbles into every crevice on the entire toilet, even the knobby plastic bolt covers that anchor the device to the floor. Anxious to get away from the filth, I spin around to the tub. The plastic bath toys have been sitting here for a while. Long enough for stagnant water to fester into bits of creepy black goo. I kneel to remove the remaining water from squirting sea creatures before I erase the brown crud from the tub. I can't escape filth. After squeezing three crabs and an octopus, a piece of sludge dislodges and shoots from a plastic dolphin mouth splattering across my apron, narrowly missing my white t-shirt. I'm simultaneously disgusted and relieved. Keeping white laundry white is harder than rocket science. I can never know for sure what will come out of the creatures that frequent my bathtub. The apron is non-negotiable. Next, I turn to the sink. Looking forward to doing the satisfying work of restoring the gleam to surfaces made of materials meant to shine. As I pass the blue scouring pad around the basin, I can feel the rough, caked-on scum disappear into smooth cleanliness. Euphoria ends as my sponge skids over the ragged edges of a giant rusting gash in the white enamel. I hate this sink. It reminds me of the things I can't have. No matter how hard I scrub, it will never be completely smooth and clean. I wish we could replace it, but it's not on the landlord's priority list. Amid the despair over my inability to make the stupid sink shine, I catch a glimpse of my cheerful yellow apron again and remember my grandmother and great-grandmother who wore it before me. A twinge of shame pierces my heart as I consider that my parents, grandparents, and great-grands were homeowners long before they reached my current age. My lack of homeownership must mean I'm doing something wrong. I rummage through the bucket of supplies for a stronger cleaning agent, and the shame I feel gives way to apathy. I realize that every single place I've lived my entire life has belonged to someone else. Landlords, parents, and my mother's womb have all provided one of my most basic needs, but with it came the requirement to adhere to another person's rules and wishes. You can't have pets because they will scratch the floors and stain the carpets. You must keep the landscaping neat and tidy or pay extra rent for a lawn service. You're not allowed to paint or hang anything heavy on the walls. You have to clean your room before you can have friends over. For heaven's sakes, don't kick me there. Even though it's nice not to be responsible for replacing the furnace when it fails or to repair a window shattered by a burglar's bat, I wonder if caring for a home belonging to someone else is a lost cause. This sink doesn't belong to me, so why should I care to make it shine? I fiddle with the strawberry red apron strings coming loose from my waist. A daydream fills my mind. 
What is it like to have freedom to make decisions without first gaining approval of another party? I stand up and reach for a cloth tucked in a pocket and notice the vintage fabric is tearing away at the 50-year-old seam. Perfect. Add it to the list of things I have to take care of but wish I didn't have to. Hey, weirdo, you've been complaining of not having enough responsibility, and now you are frustrated you have to fix something? Newsflash, sister. Responsibility comes whether you want it or not. You have to care about all of your crap, even the rented and inherited kinds. I pinch the specks of blue scouring pad sticking to the snaggy edges of the gouge in my old rented sink as I wax philosophic. The soft fabric of the apron soaks up the water that pools on the counter's edge. None of it has ever belonged to me, or to any of us for that matter, yet we are responsible for providing stewardship and care. Such is life. Stewardship is a human principle. We are all temporary tenants in this world, inheriting everything good, bad, and ugly left to us before passing it on to those who come after. It just matters what we choose to do with the stuff when it is our turn to manage it. I look up from the rusty, wounded sink and see myself reflected in the toothpaste-free mirror. I inherited this cheerful yellow apron with red strawberries from my grandmother, who inherited it from my great-grandmother. This garment represents a legacy of hard work endured by those men and women who went before me. People who exist to me as fabrications of second-hand memories. They were people who lived by the notion that things, no matter how small, are hard to come by. They felt the cost associated with every item they wanted to possess. Parting with money was hard. No doubt the things they owned came the old-fashioned way, through blood, sweat, tears, and doing things that needed to be done regardless of desire. I think of Great Grandma as she sat down to construct this humble apron and wonder about the circumstances that led to its creation. Perhaps she made it to replace one that was threadbare, patched, and beyond saving. Maybe like me, she jammed the pockets full of odds and ends accumulated from her rounds through the house. Clothespins, hairpins, tissue, and Legos. No, probably no Legos graced these pockets when she wore them. She too might have been frustrated by busted seams. Still, she would have mended what was broken, rather than toss it in garbage and pout about not having the best and most durable item money could buy. Remembering the past is a buoy in a storm. With renewed perspective, I get back to the task at hand. The way a shoeshine boy buffs a mirror-like finish into leather, I grab the lime green polishing cloth and shine the chrome faucet to a brilliant gleam, minus the spit. I clean this bathroom not to impress anyone, but to serve the needs of my family. It doesn't matter if I own it, because caring for it is the right thing to do. This is my home, after all, even if someone else's name is on the deed. The past illuminates the present, and I cinch the wise old apron strings a little tighter around my waist. I remember I am part of a legacy of hard work that girds, protects, and prepares me to take on the challenges that await, to say yes to the responsibility of stewardship. And now for the toilet, and then a needle and some sunny yellow thread. Jenny, thanks so much for sharing this piece with our community. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. So I've been asking questions to the various writers who are sharing with us in this Peaceful Home series. And so I'd love to turn some of those on you and would love for you to tell me what is one special, interesting or quirky thing about your family? Well, it's kind of like that's the collective. We're, we're just kind of quirky people. Like, I don't know if you could narrow it down to just one thing. Yeah, I, I feel like we're just kind of a special weird group. Um, <laughs> um, my family of origin all had the same initials. Like each one of the members of my family all had the same three initials, first, middle, yeah. and last, That's which fun. was a little weird. So yeah, we don't have anything that weird in this family. I'm sure that my kids will have something different to say yeah. if they were ever asked that question. <laughs> yeah, They might say something that I don't that I wouldn't ever choose yeah. probably has something to do with their, their weird mother or something. So. <laughs> I just think your kids are fun because I get to watch them every now and then. And your boys always have something extremely random to tell me about that they have either read about in a book or watched on a video. And it's usually like, you know, did you know that this particular sea creature, you know, sleeps 23 hours of the day or I, I mean, know, it's, it's like random stuff. <laughs> One funny thing that I, one thing, funny thing that I remember a few nights ago, my daughter, you know, they all share a room and, um, we're tucking them all in and saying their good nights. And that like lately they've been like wanting to have a little conversation before they go to bed, which is great. Yeah. And my daughter, she's three and a half and she goes, mommy, someday we'll have a porta potty. (laughs) (laughs) The reason she likes that, I mean, it's an inside joke, right? But yeah. the reason that she loves porta potties is that she used one once and she was fascinated that her pee turned blue. And <laughs> so now she thinks they're awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Awesome. So. Okay. Well, next question What is one thing that you do, don't do, or use to make your life just a little bit easier as a mom? One thing I don't do, I try not to put my kids in front of a TV very often mm-hmm. because I feel like they're a little bit worse after they get done watching something. And I don't always want to deal with the behavior, but I will say I'm not always a person that keeps them away from screens. Uh, lately, when I have like to focus on something, I will put them in front of something <laughs> yes. and just deal with the fallout. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think we all can relate to that. I love that what yeah. you do with your kids on Wednesdays. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we have very strict viewing rules at my house and, um, we have usually one or two nights on the weekend. We will watch a movie together as a family. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesdays we have watch Wednesday. So the kids get home from school. Wednesdays are usually an early release day Mm -hmm. in our district. Mm -hmm. And so they get home like 90 minutes early or something like that. Then we sit down and the kids can choose one episode of something that they want to watch. And so they really look forward to watch Wednesday. And when we like can't get to it right away, they're like, oh, will we ever have watch Wednesday? Because it's such like a, yeah, well, it's, Thursday's coming and that's not watch Wednesdays. We <laughs> got to get our watching done on Wednesdays. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great rhythm, especially for someone who really wants to prioritize time off of screens. And mm-hmm. I mean, my kids watch something every day of the week, I will say, but um, yeah. not for hours and hours, but just it's a, 
I think it's a really neat practice. I definitely enjoyed watching that um, become a staple part of your week. It's helpful. So are you a morning person or a night owl? And what is your routine for that time of the day? I feel like I need to be a morning person. I feel like I shouldn't be a night owl because... I get tired and I I stay up, (laughs) I stay up way too late with this whole like fear of missing out. And I would say that my staying up late is a function more of trying to desperately cling to non-parenting hours. And so I don't necessarily have a very healthy, structured routine that I follow. It's kind of something that I think I would like to develop a little bit more Mm -hmm. this year. Um, and be more intentional with um, just being better with my time management and also just prioritizing my sleep and figuring out creative solutions to do the things that I want to do, but yeah. not sacrifice my health in, in right. the process. <laughs> for sure. And I also want to ask you, what is one topic you could talk about forever? Well, I've been thinking about this um, just because I heard that this was a question that might be asked. And and so I was like, hmm, what would I say? And I feel like I feel like my answer sort of surprises me. And it's sort of I feel like I could talk about sex. (laughs) Alrighty, we'll go there. (laughs) But I see it's like this whole idea of like, I say that and then I go, oh, immediately, like if nobody's gonna like be all in with me, then I retract and shrink back. I know, but it's it's that idea of like, never mind. It's not a topic anyone wants to talk about. So well, I guess I just really want to know what do you want to say about that that really matters to you? I think what I want to say about that that really matters to me in all seriousness is that I suppose embracing ourselves as people totally permitted to enjoy ourselves, especially within the protected walls of a caring and committed relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we can own that and when we can step into confidence Mm -hmm. in that arena, we step into the confidence of just being whole, Mm -hmm. even outside of that. I feel like for me, it's been a very eye-opening revelation to sort of embrace my own confidence. And I feel like that might be a gateway for other women too. I think it's a good conversation to have. It's one that I'm not completely comfortable with only because I tend to be extremely private about this part of my life. But I will say- Oh, me too. That's why I said said that it totally surprised me because I, I feel like- in in most other circles with yeah. other people socially i would never bring this up yeah. but i feel like with moms it's, there's a there's like a need to talk about this i yeah. feel like with with women with moms well it just seems like there's a lot of time that we spend pouring out and doing really thankless mom jobs so we don't necessarily stop and think about nurturing our relationships with our husbands or finding a fulfilling way forward with our sexuality but it is an area that I think there's just need for a lot of healing for a lot of people Um, at least the very few conversations I've had with closer friends and I commend you for bringing it up as something you'd like to talk about maybe we could do that more in the future yeah (laughs) I am not without uh, blushing and (laughs) red cheeks of course of course but yes uh, I appreciate you brought that up and look forward to chatting with you again soon sounds good Emily thank you so much 